the Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I am Odin. And I'm a frozen tear. <laughs> hey, all you Yankees, whichever one of you, let your weather get drunk and come down to my backyard. Come and get it. We have over nine and a half inches of snow. Or 82 inches if you use CDC's unit of measurement. Look, 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 look. We can't all do that. I mean, insurance doesn't like the CDC guidelines right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm dead serious, dude. I had no snow, and then out of nowhere, it's like the freaking sky fell. I'm freezing my ass off over here. I was like, I moved south to get away from this crap. So normally, we, we, we don't care about holidays. Like we skipped through most of them, but today is a very special one. It is Martin Luther King Jr. birthday, and uh, if the left is too believed, it is also George Floyd week. Because according to Biden, everything Martin Luther King did was not equal to the death of a criminal scumbag that liked to beat women, an actual misogynist, drug dealing sack of shit. Yes, yes. So we're we we have heard the arguments for for George Floyd week. So let's talk about Martin Luther King Jr. I'm so jealous. So, anyhow, let's let's talk about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. We're going to give you some facts that you did not know. Now, everybody says that Martin Luther King was peaceful and uh, peaceful protest, so much so that he's here and he... Uh, made sure that people saw signed non-aggression. Like if you came with a sign, he didn't want you to come with a sign uh, because it can deviate from the message. And he was a big believer in, uh, big believer in uh, peaceful resistance to the government, at least on the face. I mean, normally I don't talk about this particular holiday because I don't care enough about it. When well, let's be honest. The fact when my kids were in school, it was a day off. Great. But yeah. when they would give that day off but not Veterans Day, I don't care about Martin Luther King days enough to worry about it. So uh and 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 frankly if it not had come out recently that the whole Rosa Park incident was staged event, then Maybe I well, I want to go into that because I, I saw bits and pieces of it. I was like, wait, what the hell? That, that's pretty much the takeaway I got from it was that it was a staged event in an in in a in a way to get the civil rights movement to give it a focal point. So they staged the event, which to me is shady. But you know, effective we, though. Well, I mean, we sit here and. Uh, around the nation, we have Rosa Parks schools and parks and bus benches and stuff named after her for something that didn't happen organically. Like, it was a staged event. Right? 
Now, yo, know, if, if violence was involved, we would have called it a false flag. But uh, it's not, so we don't. Just you know, and how many people pay attention to that? With all of the stuff that's going on, the fact that it recently came out there was a staged event. It's like people are like, "What?" So a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about, like we acknowledge the fact that he did a peaceful, bloodless, uh, uh, movement, right? In a, in a society where things got wait, torn- that's not new. What? That's not new news. What's not new? The the fact that Rosa Parks said I had never really looked into it, but you said it, and I was like, recently. Um, it's Parks recently says, to me. I just found it out. Uh, Somebody had mentioned Kings. it, and I went, "No, you're such a liar." So I had to go look it up, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" It was first. It was the first report that I could see is December sixth of two thousand and five. Okay, so it's been around a while, but it's not common knowledge. I mean, I just, no, I, I didn't know it. Fuck, but I, her exact statement was it was completely a hundred percent staged event. There was nothing random about it. Yeah, which, well, well, an effective use. It's troubling, but let, let's be honest. There are sometimes where you use a tactic. I mean, we're guilty of it. We right. use tactics that can be considered less than savory sometimes, but. Well, it just—I don't know. It seems kind of flabbergasting that one pivotal point is is all staged. Well, I mean, okay. If you think of Martin Luther King, right? Before we go into any of the things, give me your opinion about Martin Luther King. I think he was spineless. Okay. Now, before everybody gets mad at me, there's a oh, time and a place. Oh, in this one. They will be madder at me than you by the end of this episode. For like five minutes, and then they'll blame me. That's just how it goes. But before okay. we do that. Directed at Odin. Odin is the one who went and got these inflammatory facts. Yeah, but I'm going to say some things that are going to be very unpopular. There's a time and a place for peaceful protest. There's a time and a place for civil disobedience. I don't think he's spineless for his peaceful protesting. I don't think he's spineless for his civil disobedience. I think he's spineless because when Malcolm X was calling for violence, he did not stand up and go, no. You know what's funny, though? Malcolm X gets that a lot. But do you realize that near the end of his life... He was more of a pacifist than than fucking MLK was. He understood that Malcolm X... uh, He understood that the, the violent part of it was unnecessary and was dangerous. But that's what I'm saying, though. There are times where you have to stand up and be like, no. And be willing to fight on it. Yeah. Not being a, being pacifist all the time and not taking action when it's necessary is spineless. Right. Well, okay. Here's a good one. Do you know that the FBI file that they have on Martin Luther King doesn't get uh, released until 2027? I, I wonder what, if it'll have listed who killed him. What they have recorded on him? But they did release parts of it to make it look like the FBI were the bad guys. Now, don't get me wrong. The FBI is most definitely a bad guy because they were spying on these people all the time. But what they found out, right, stuff that there was a guy who wrote a book that came out a couple of years ago. And people just bashed him when he wrote a book about Martin Luther King. Oh, that's not what he said. You got it from the FBI. The FBI wanted to talk about him. So 
he got a hold of some of the documents or some of the reports that aren't part of the FBI report, but they are part of the congressional record. You can go look these up right now. So if you doubt me, I want you to sit here, go look in the congressional record about Martin Luther King and the files and the testimonies that they have against him when we do the facts. I'm going to give you just facts. We're going to add our own commentary to them, but remember that these are facts, regardless of your opinion of the man. Okay, I just want to say it. I'm just going to preface this entire conversation is, if you are easily offended, I hope you brought a condom because this guy's about to fuck your feelings. Yep. Well, okay. And the reason that I want to bring it up is that we have a president who sits here and says that Abraham Lincoln is was a uh, Abraham Lincoln was a horrible person, right? That uh, he compared Donald Trump, who he thought was racist, to Abraham Lincoln, or switched the names around, or something weird like that during the debate, right? But he does not like Abraham Lincoln, and he thinks that there was a lot of hatred. You know, the guy who freed the slaves. So let's sit here and talk about. Some of the things that you did not know about Martin Luther King. Now, you know that he was all about the peaceful protest. However, he did make some questionable statements about riots that, you know, maybe you should consider when you look at the whole. You know, everybody wants to look at a historical figure and either put demonize them or praise them based off the lens of their view of their uh, ideology. Some people get more love than they deserve, and some people get more hate than they deserve, simply because uh, looking back through the lens of history. So in a 1967 speech, King said, urban riots are a special form of violence. They are not insurrection. So, lefty. About January 6th. <laughs> Wait, wait, now they can say it was an insurrection. They actually charged somebody with insurrection. 11 people. That, and, and we <clears throat> talk about that, but I want you to know, they literally just, or one of the, a Republican, or sorry, a Democrat just called for the 14th Amendment to delegitimize Trump, Madison Cawthorn, Major uh, Green, um, and Matt Gates and Ted Cruz and pick one. You know what I mean? There, we. Were, I was joking about it, right? Knowing that you got to stop making fucking predictions. Knowing that it was coming, and sure enough, over this weekend, this is what happened. Oh wait, wait, wait! I got another one. Before we go into Martin Luther King, I got another one that did it. Ready? Do you remember how I said that they were going to restrict voting rights to those who are vaccinated? Son of a bitch. A Republican, hold on, let me go to my notes. A Republican, a Republican just introduced a bill into the Senate. Right? It would force the states to pair voter ID requirements with vaccine passports. Now, when you read that senator's comments, he is the Republican in. Uh, hold on. 
Uh, Republican Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota says if a state forces forces people to prove their vaccination status, they should also have to prove who they are when they go vote. He wants to point out the hypocrisy. However, when you give this idea to the Repub- or to the Democrats, they're not going to see the hypocrisy. They're going to be, you know what? That's a great idea. We can eliminate the Republican voters because they're the what them and people of color are the ones that are most hesitant to vote. I was again, I knew it was coming. I said it. And it happened this weekend. Yes, I know I'm a bad person. I should stop predicting stuff. But, but I mean But you need to know it's coming. That's true. I just, uh, you know what? You can predict stuff. Just don't tell me because I'd like to be, no, tell me, fuck it. But, you know, especially over the last couple of weeks, some of the things that we've talked about that we talked about being hypotheticals are being about a month to two months out. And here they are this week. And it's like, holy shit. Right. All right. So back to the facts about Martin Luther King. How about, here's another one. Ready? Same speech. The rioters are not seeking to seize territory or to attain control of institutions. They are mainly intended to shock the white community. Hmm. That sounds a little racist to me. Sounds like he was all for racial division, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, I got another one. The looting enables the most enraged and deprived Negro to take hold of consumer goods with the ease the white man does by using his purse. So, basically, looting enables the most pissed off and deprived black person to gather stuff the same way that a white man uses his wallet. I don't see that as a justification. There's lots of shit I can't afford. Was it, remember they said that what was that lady's name? That stupid Twitter twat. I can't never remember her name. She goes, no, it was um, them looting TVs is because they were hungry. Looting TVs and shoes and Legos and games and rant jewelry was all because they were hungry. I remember that. All right, Ray. I got more. The policymakers of the white society have caused the darkness. They create discrimination. They structured slums. They perpetrated unemployment, ignorance, and poverty. It is incontestable and deplorable that Negroes have committed crimes, but they are derivative crimes. They are born of the greater crimes of the white society. Black people are not responsible for their crime as the white man. Now, I'm not a big fan of either Martin Luther King or uh, Malcolm X, but I do want to point out that that is the ideology that Malcolm X spoke against, the white savior, that you need the white liberal to save you if you are a black person. That is absolutely BS, because when you are in that mindset, you are admitting that someone is better than you. And when you're a white saver and you make those statements, that's saying that you are better than them and they need you. They don't need you for shit. All right. So that last comment 
is very similar to what the rhetoric that we heard from BLM, right? It was given later in MLK's life as because where Malcolm X softened, where Muhammad Ali softened, right? MLK got more and more radicalized. Now, why? Why did he get more radicalized? That's an interesting question. Allow me to bring up some facts about those he surrounded himself with. One of Martin Luther King Jr.'s top advisors was Stanley Levinson. Now, for those of you who don't know, Levinson was a member of the Communist Party up until 1956. And he donated $10,000 to Martin Luther King. I don't know what the equivalent of that money would be now, but I'm sure it was greater, right? Mm-hmm. And that he gave it to him only after a year of knowing him, right? Uh, FBI counteragent Carl Persian wrote a sworn affidavit to Congress. Here's what he put. This is stuff that you can find in the congressional record. Ready? I further swear and attest that Reverend Martin Luther King was always set forth the individual to whom communists should look and rally around in the communist struggle on the mainly on the many racial issues. I hereby also state that Martin Luther King has either been a member of or willingly has willingly has accepted support from over 60 communist fronts individuals and or organizations which give aid to or espouse communist causes. That's from the Congressional Library. Jesus. He was he either was a communist or he worked for communists. They supported him. They they want that distrust. Do you remember the the Yuri Brema? Uh, I'm gonna screw up his last name. The KGB guy who does the who gave the speech that said the communist long term goal. This is what he was talking about that they played a long term. But let's move past riots, shall we? How about uh? Here's a big topic on TikTok. Ready? Rape. Okay. Rape. Ready? You're going to love this story. This will drive you insane. Now, remember, this is who everybody says we're supposed to hold up like a saint that we gave him his own national holiday. So let me break this up. All you people <coughs> are here and want to stand up for sexual assault victims, let me tell you this story. Right? In 1964, MLK watched as his friend... And Baptist minister Logan Kirst raped a woman at the Willard Hotel in D.C. David Garrow and the FBI surveillance documents say that the group met in Kirst's room and discussed which women among the parishioners would be suitable for natural or unnatural sex acts. When one of the women protested that she did not approve of this, the Baptist minister immediately and forcibly raped her. King looked on laughed, and offered advice. Right? Right? Hi. Wait, I'm not done. The depravity doesn't end there. The following night, MLK and his friends participated in a sex orgy with approximately 12 people. When one woman shied away from engaging in unnatural acts, King and others discussed how to initiate her. 
King told her performing the act would help her soul. MLK also participated in another orgy in Las Vegas with a friend, a prostitute, and the gospel singer Clara Ward. So well, I keep I've always said it there there ain't no there ain't no party animal like the preacher's daughter. You're just gonna shy away from the Martin Luther King himself? Oh no no no. I'm not. I'm just gonna tell you the fact that, that the fact that King look I I am a Christian, but I have adamantly gone after people who have done illegal or vile acts. People like Clayton Jennings. People like, who's that comedian? Um, the Christian comedian. Who was a sex act. Who was sending news or whatever to underage girls. He's a comedian. I can't remember his name. Now, Clayton Jennings is a big uh, Facebook, YouTube preacher guy. He gives these little speeches and stuff like that. Guilty, 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 guilty. Ravi Zacharias used his position as parishioner. Same people that I go after when they say to go, if you don't get the vaccine, you're not being good to your neighbor, right? This man said that performing deviant sexual acts with people who were not her husband in an orgy would be good for her soul. That is pastoral abuse. That is why an unbelieving world laughs and mocks Christians. Because those are the people that you lift up as idols. Those are the people that you put on a higher pedestal. King performed intercourse with a prostitute while Ward watched on. King and Ward then watched King's friend have intercourse with, I'm not going to mention the names, and uh, the LaRue, LaRue is, uh, I think, a prostitute. And LaRue said that it was the worst orgy they've ever gone through. Let, Let that sink in. So, you have a man that you have put on a pedestal. And I'm okay with having heroes and idols. And I'm okay with going, he is just a man. And I am okay with saying that he did some good things, but also some fucked up shit. It is what allows me to look at the the full picture of the founding fathers and understand that they were men who were inspired, who had a purpose and lived through that purpose. And maybe that was Martin Luther King's purpose, but I don't lift any of them up to idolatry status. I don't lift them up to perfect and uh, to to perfect standards of human beings. I understand that well, Abraham Lincoln had some bad shit going on. I disagree with the fact that he suspended the posse comitatus and the you know the right the writs of habeas corpus. Those types of things. I get that. I understand that he was not a perfect human being. I also understand that he would have left slavery if it would have kept the union together. Right. You were doing that on purpose to cut me off. I know that that's what you I didn't know that that's what you were going to say. Bullshit. I, just, I wanted to get through it. <laughs> I had it in my head. I had It's like word vomit at that point. I have to get it out. But Chewing under something under pressure? Yeah, yeah, like that. Chewing under pressure. But, you know, the thing is, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that Martin Luther King did not do some good work. And I'm not even going to say that even with some of the underhanded tactics that he did not do good, that he did not make progress. 
But if that is your excuse for allowing them off the hook for shitty behavior, then fuck you. Right. Okay. So, so I ha- I have a theory, or I have I have a I have a thought process. Ready? You're gonna love this one. When Republicans would would tell liberals that Martin Luther King was a Republican, they would be like, "Nah, you're lying." So I wonder if these facts get out. If they'll be like, "Yep, definitely Republican." Like if their mindset will change. Oh wait, does that mean that they're going to celebrate George Floyd Week instead of Martin Luther King birthday? Okay, look, if it wasn't for you, you're the one that taught me this. If it wasn't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. All right, fair. You know what though? I hate to say it, but if it wasn't for double standards, I'm pretty for sure half the right wouldn't have any standards at all. <sighs> did you see? Since I'm done with Martin Luther King for right now, did you see that Dan Crenshaw is actively supporting Liz Cheney? Of course he is. He's a two-bit twink son of a bitch that lost his balls when he lost his eye. I've said that for weeks now. Ah. Uh... So they are yes. going to continue. They're going to continue. Look, any any one of those politicians is going to continue doing it just simply so they can keep their their place. They will do any amount. And, and like I keep seeing in some in my videos on TikTok, it's like, look, if you don't think the left and the right aren't whining and dining each other and laughing at the rest of us, you, we need to have a whole other conversation. So he wanna, wants his place at the table. He'll he do does. whatever it takes. He's already sold his soul once. Why? Is, what's it matter now? He it's does. cheaper. He's also speaking at the World Economic Forum. Or he did speak at the World Economic. I can't remember. Yeah, before anybody gets all pissy, you could ask Odin. I've been anti-Crenshaw for, what, almost a year? Two yes, years? Yes, yes. But, okay. So I want to talk about othering. And why this is dangerous. Right? And I'll define it later. Because our next episode, we're going to play a, a logic game. Oh, joy. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't like when I pull this shit on you, do you? So, well, like, no, because I know where it's going to go. And then I... <laughs> let's, talk yeah, let's, about, go. let's talk about othering, all right? Do you realize that 78% of Democrats now support a vax mandate? 59% of Democrats also favor unvaxxed people from be, being confined to their homes at all times. That is 60% of Democrats. 59, but 59% want you, if you are unvaxxed, to be locked in your home at all times. 45% of Democrats favor internment. At special facilities for those who refuse to vex. 45% of Democrats are already in support of concentration camps. Sorry. COVID isolation camps. Where they concentrate the sick together. Yeah. In other words, Democrats already want what Australia has. As a matter of fact, it goes worse than that. It's not just the unvaxxed. 48% of, of Democrats favor fining or imprisoning people who publicly question vaccine effect, efficacy. Which means if you say, even if you're vaxxed and boosted and say, I only got it because my job required me to get it. I don't agree that it's very effective because I've had COVID. 
you know, Reaper would be in this category. I got vaccinated and I still got COVID. You're going to jail. Yeah. Imprisoning people, not finding them, imprisoning them. As a matter of fact, here's the scariest one, and here's the one which will spark a civil war. Not a civil, not a, not a, not a national divorce. Not a civil unrest. A one that will get you fucking killed if you do it. Ready? You're going to love this one. 29% favor removing custody of children from parents who are unvexed. If you are unvexed, they can take your children away from them. That is what the Democrats' rising popularity is. I know it's only 29%, but do you think that when we talk about othering, right? And I'm going to cover that here in a bit. I want to get through this study, right? Oh, but you know, to quote Letterkenny for a second, boy, that really, that really escalated fast, didn't it? It really got out of hand. Yeah. And it's only going faster. Faster and faster and faster. They're debating on whether or not. Oh, I'm not going to say that. That's just going to. It's just going to make me angry. Go ahead. Don't hold back now because I'm about to piss you off more. They're still debating whether or not that fuckwit that decided to drive a SUV through the. I was waiting for Christmas you to parade. bring that one out. Dude, I'm serious. Like, what the fuck? It's not that hard. If he goes to trial. Yeah. Yeah. Not when, if he goes to trial, like, wait, so apparently because you're a different, darker, complected, and you ascribe to BLM and you think that white people are evil, that's a fucking, you know, get out of jail free card. I mean, wait, the dude's got. I have two more stories to go along with that. Oh, shit. Well, you remember we talked about the one on the live stream on Friday. Y'all need to come check that out. Hey, how we talked about that one of the Florida case. Yeah. That, that had a mistrial. That's getting a new trial that starts tomorrow, actually. Right? Because okay. of the color of his skin. We don't want to send a black man to spend the rest of his life in jail, even though the evidence shows that he stabbed that woman 27 times. So, okay. That's that one. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Did you no. hear that there was a Texas shooting in a synagogue? Yeah, yeah, he had an English accent. Yeah, they <laughs> defined him as a British citizen. A British citizen is how they described him on most major, major news sources. Do you remember his name? No. Well, I don't either, but it's an Akbar name. Alahazi, yo, it's one of those. Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those types of names. But... When his name was released, right? Ready? Memory hold. No, no, no. When his name was released, it wasn't memory hold, right? British citizen who was protesting the Jewish people on a singular topic that had nothing to do with the religion of peace. But then they stated no clear motive. This is the same FBI who sits here and still hasn't told us anything about Las Vegas. And if you were honest and were to ask them, they would say we have no motive for 9-11. Let's be honest. All right. No, 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 no. I have not ranted on this particular podcast yet. But what the hell? 
What the actual hell? I mean, come on. The, we're talking about the same FBI that knows exactly everybody that was there on January 6th, knows what kind of fucking coffee they were drinking, has them all listed down, but can't tell us an open and closed case. Disband the FBI. The FBI are nothing more than jackbooted thugs, and we're well, done. They did shoot him. They killed him. It's so Texas. You, so you won't get their answer. It's Texas. Yeah. So kind of like, like that guy that broke into the convenience store, pulled a gun, and got shot by every customer in the store. Yes, like that. Like, why would you rob Texas? I would not. <laughs> they're, they're one of the few states that put in a fucking express lane to the death penalty. That's true. We don't pay. You don't go to the back of the line. You go number one. So, as I was looking up, this is what I find hilarious, and you may not find it as funny as I do. As I was looking for the uh, the the details on the case in Texas, right? I sit here and I came across. Do you realize that in this month? In 2005 was the first case of a robotic drone killing somebody in Texas. Apparently, stop. They put, what? Stop. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> Computers already hate me enough as it is. You're going to tell me there's killer robots now? I'm screwed. Yes. And now Amazon wants to fly drones at everybody's freaking house. Ooh, did I show you that video? No, yes, no. The one where the drones yes, fly out of the... Yes, and no. <laughs> Think Save how much that. quicker you can get your Amazon stuff. We may not wait, have wait, a choice. I saw wait, this wait. thing. I saw this thing. This lady goes, we don't need truckers. We've got any. Apparently, you've never gotten uh, delivery from Amazon Prime, and the guy just posts a picture of a truck pulling an Amazon Prime trailer. I was like, people are getting dumber. I swear to God, people are getting fucking dumber. Well, well. We're going to need the drones and the AI tech because apparently we can't stop fucking up our own supply chain by robbing fucking trains in, in the major cities. They say Don't that we are. Them. Huh? They say that we need. They say that we need over eighty thousand truck drivers just to keep up with the supply and catch up. Yeah, and it's going to get worse now that as effective January seventeenth. Truck drivers who are unvaccinated from the U.S. cannot go into Canada. If you're a Canada truck driver already in the U.S., when this went into effect, you have to take a uh, a negative COVID test and then quarantine. In reply to that, the United States, starting January 22nd, is going to sit here and stop unvaccinated Canadian truckers from coming and crossing the border. Which means if you have a product that you need supplies from Canada, or you, you're getting a shipment from Canada, it's going to be delayed by a minimum of two weeks, at least. And the price of it's going to go up. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Fuck me harder, government. Because that's what they're doing. They're using this plan, damn it, to sit here and create... A situation with empty shelves, with scarcity, with all of these things so that they can get you to comply. It is not that deadly. 
they could have forgotten about it and moved on, and they will. It's going to get better by this summer because the Democrats are going to see what's coming, and if you support it, they're going to wait and expect that the news cycle will tell you all of this negative stuff about the, the charges of insurrection that come to people in Congress. Because here's the nasty part. If they, if they use the 14th Amendment, Section 3... Then to, we should be able to use it against them, by the way. To negate all of the candidates, they don't have to file charges. Do you know what that does? It automatically eliminates them from the ballot, which means you won't even have a chance to vote for them. They'll just remove it from the state ballot. And if the states decide that they're going to do it, which is why it's important that they get H.R. 1 passed, hidden through the NASA bill that they're trying to pass through, right, to federalize it, then the states won't have an answer for it. They'll just go, nope, sorry, it doesn't count. Done. They're telling you who you can and can't hey, vote. Tyranny is here. We talk I have about a question. This. I have a question. Did I not say nine months ago, did I not say (laughs) the 2022 election will mean nothing? The last free vote, the last free election happened in 2016. Yeah, 2016. But say the last time it even mattered and when they had a chance to stop it was this time. After this, it won't matter. It doesn't matter. They got away with it. If they don't fix it by it for 2022, it's done. The country's done. Period. Yeah, but rather than focus on shit like that, we've got all these other people that are focusing, even on our side, the ones that should be focusing are focusing on, like, I don't know, White House feeds that have strange flickers and Q-tarted bullshit. Wow. Yeah. As Matt, what I find humorous is some of the people that used to be really hardcore Q people are now saying, where's the plan? Yeah, no shit. Where's how's that truth dictate? You've been we've been waiting. You and and some of the big, really huge few people that I follow have made comments on their private telegrams, and I don't care if I'm supposed to share it or not. But here's what I'm going to say: some of them said the time for the queue, or the time, not for the queue, the time for the coup if that was what was needed, has already passed. You gave up your opportunity, you gave up your agency, and you let somebody tell you to sit on the couch and wait for a plan. There is no secret army. There is no shadow government that's on the right side, or that's on the good side. I'm not saying right anymore. I'm saying on the good side. On the side of freedom, liberty... They don't the rights exist of the anymore. smallest minority. No, they no, it doesn't anymore. exist. And if you sit here and you have always stood for freedom and liberty, the Q people are now turning on against you. I of give you the example are. of Rand Paul. Rand Paul has gone after Fauci. Project Veritas has exposed the evil that's going on in the government. And yet we have people who think that they are entitled or they they know knowledge that someone else doesn't they take one article that they found that was written by some crazy fuckhead and say and go see that is the truth project veritas didn't see it because they're founded secretly by biomedical companies Rand paul's wife has uh guess what i'm sure if you're part kyle of the rittenhouse 
Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse is, is a, a crisis, crisis actor. actor. Do you understand how crazy that makes you seem? I get it. No. Our government is evil and fucked up, and they have done a lot of bad shit. But you can't call everything that has gone wrong in your life as somebody else's problem. You cannot sit here and say that everything and everyone is evil and you have this secret book of knowledge that allows you to sit here and make these magical prophecies. Yes? I got one for you. There is a distinct difference between being a conspiracy theorist and being a paranoid schizophrenic. The problem is, is that the Q movement, those who are still hardcore Q people, and the people who are the cabal are two sides of the exact same thing. They are the tip ends of the fucking horseshoe of, a tho- of totalitarianism. And on the ex- right. Well, that's why I said they're both on the same. They're both headed in the same direction. When you sit here and you other people, people who disagree with you, when you other people who don't have the same values, When you other someone because of their vaccination status, when you other someone, you are practicing totalitarianism. So, Tyr, right now, I'm going to give a little history lesson on totalitarianism. Hmm. Because I think that it's a term that people throw around and don't understand what the fuck it means. Why is it important to study totalitarianism? It is not... Oh, and I made notes. It is not to honor... Hitler, Stalin, or Mussolini. The purpose, the purpose is not to provide methods as an instructional manual to follow. However, it is to deliver a warning. Heed well the conditions that yield totalitarianism so you can recognize and avoid them. As, as I look into the world, I can't help but think uh, about the context of lessons that I learned as I go throughout history, lessons that I learn as I teach my son what to look out for, what to avoid. Totalitarian leaders often create enemies of the state. Now, when this sounds familiar, pay attention. They create enemies of the state to blame for things that go wrong. Frequently, these enemies are members of religious or ethnic groups. Often, these groups are easily identified and are subjected to campaigns of terror and violence. They may be forced to live in certain areas or are subjected to rules that apply only to them. Creating an enemy of the state requires othering. A process of dehumanizing through marginalization or marginalizing a group of humans as something different, less than, and other. Such other groups become an easy target to scapegoat, unfairly bearing the blame for a society's ills. History has tons of examples of othering. The ancient Greeks used to other people based on language, labeling those who did not speak Greek as barbarians. In the United States, chattel slavery and segregation were sustained through othering based on skin color. In Germany, huh? And now it's, uh, you're white, so you're racist or a colonizer. Yeah, we're doing it again. In Nazi Germany, 
Hitler, other people based on religion, casting Jewish people as enemies of the state. Othering frequently plays on people's stereotypes and fears. In the United States, for example, black men. Now, this is something that conservatives don't frequently want to hear. And the liberal says, but they say it horribly, right? In the United States, black men have been othered as thugs, playing on fears about violence and criminality. And yeah, I'm going to disagree. I'll stop you right there. When, the, when that particular part of the population uh, counts for over 50% of all violent crime, I don't think that's a stereotype or, or a stereotypical statement or a othering. That's just a statement of fact. No, no. What I... What I'm saying is, is that it is an example. It is an example of a stereotype that preys on fears. Your fear of being attacked by a black man is what helps cause the othering. I may have, yeah, but I may have written that note wrong. But you understand. But, I mean, but yeah, yeah. But think about what I'm saying, though. If 51 percent of all violent crime is is carried out by less than six percent of the population, which happens to be African American males. Between the ages of 18 and 45. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But let me ask that's you a question. That's not a stereotype. Wait, wait, wait. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's an observation of fact. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Did you have that same fear in 2015? I don't fear anyone. No, no. But do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It I use that argument. Well, I'm the wrong person to have this discussion. I've been using that argument for years. But do you understand that the othering... The government is othering people to make enemies to make you afraid. Not yeah, it's intersectionality. Se, yeah, not you per se, but what you have made the statement that succinctly puts it. I did not care about your race until you forced it down my throat. They caused yeah. that. And again, not fear on you, but fear on people who have that fear is it was pushed on you. The media shows you the riots from 2020 Summer of Love. They show you the riots, but they show you the black people, not the overwhelming majority of white people that were there because they were white saviors in Antifa. Hey, wait, wait. How come we can't put them as actual domestic terrorists? I mean, they supported they them. They were right? when Trump was president. Now they're not. So. Right. All right. So let me finish. Right. In... Other examples, public health officials in Nazi-occupied Poland played on the primal fear of disease. Propaganda posters proclaimed Jews are lice. They cause typhus. Now some politicians are othering the unvaccinated. Politicians attempt to scapegoat and marginalize this minority group. Despite knowing that vaccinated and unvaccinated persons alike can contract, spread, and suffer from disease or death from COVID-19. And I'm going to give you some examples of politicians that are using the othering language. In the United States, Joe Biden on September 9th press conference announced sweeping vaccine mandates. He expressed that many of us are frustrated with unvaccinated persons. He laid blame on them for the continued pandemic. Biden claimed that the pandemic of the unvaccinated was caused by nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. He he said he continues with a distinct minority of Americans keeping us from turning the corner 
And he promised we cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting a large majority of Americans who have done their part and want to get back to life as normal. In September 17th of 2021, an interview on Quebec talk show, Prime Minister <coughs> Justin Trudeau labeled those opposed to vaccination misogynist and racist. Then he exclaimed that Canada needed to make a choice. Do we tolerate these people? In France, President Macron gave an interview on January 4th of this year. In the interview, he categorized the unvaccinated as non-citizens, referring to their lies and stupidity as the worst enemies of democracy and proclaimed, I really want to piss the unvaccinated off. A very small minority who are resisting and asked the chilling question, how do we reduce that minority? In these communications, Biden, Trudeau, and Macron employed several practices of othering. They created a majority in-group. Those who had the knowledge did their part, signaled by the use of the first-person plural, we and us, as a minority and a minority othered group, signaled by the third-person plural of they and them. They cast blame for government pandemic policies on the other group, keeping us from turning the corner, keeping us from going back to normal, right? How many times have you heard that? They We're used, getting tired because you are preventing us from returning to normal. Yeah. yeah. They used words to signal the, to the in-group that they should be angry at the other group. Many of us are frustrated. I really want to piss them off. Trudeau and Macron specifically used labels that devalued this other group. Misogynists, racists, enemies, non-citizens. Most worryingly, Macron and Trudeau question whether how to eliminate this group of other people. Do we tolerate these people? And how do we reduce that minority? Those are direct quotes from leaders of the world. Biden came out and said, if you're unvaccinated, dark winter of suffering and death. Then he sits here and says, my patience is wearing off as he slams the table and gets all mad. Right. My hope is that this will all amount to nothing more than political rhetoric. Empty bluster that politicians hope will score a few election points. Right. So raise their ratings. Though we know it's not. So it's going to get more extreme. My fear, though. Is that it will not. Right. This dangerous othering language must be recognized and condemned. Historians study causality. People, patriots, who are paying attention. You need to study the context, condition, events, and their outcomes. I've shown you the conditions that yielded chattel slavery, the gulag, the holocaust, Jim Crow, Rwanda. It's not an attempt to equate the current pandemic to those previous things, but as I have said many times, history does not repeat itself, but it damn sure rhymes. This is a warning call. We've seen these conditions before. We've seen where they lead. This is your warning, people. This is your warning. Turn back. This path leads to death and darkness. That way leads mad or that way lies madness. It's like you sit there and you look at it and you realize how many times, like even basic, basic middle school history, 
can teach you and show you why this is a terrible idea. Yeah. People like, who you want to know why the government has your best interest at heart have proved that they have never read a history book ever. In 1995, Bill Clinton, as President of the United States, comes out and says that they conducted experiments on people about radiation. Some of them were ethical, and others of them were definitely not. Do we not remember this? What happens? And there's an article that I'm not going to get to today. There was an article that specifically talked about what happens when the greatest human trial experiment fails. What happens? I'll tell you what happens. War. And if you doubt that that is coming, and this will be the topic of our next episode, what happens when what happens happens? Yeah, no, I'll save for what I want to say on that for the next one, because it's going to get a little spicy. It's my turn to play the, the dirty, evil prophet that just gives you nightmares. Well, I mean, look at what's happening. No, it, it's it's all around us right now. In, in the Ukraine, they're on the brink of war. Taiwan is on the brink of war. What happens? What happens? And this is the topic for next time. What happens when what we're talking about actually happens and we go to war? What does America look like? What does your technology, your ability to survive? Yes, it's going to be the dark winter scenario thought experiment because I want you to look at what you have in your life right now and I want you to see what's at stake. Don't make a stand if you don't prepare. That's what we're going to talk about next time. Fun, right? Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, that one's a lot darker than I really wanted. Huh? But it's true. It's a lot darker than I really wanted to talk about, but it's true. Yeah. Well, you like my thought experiments later. Oh, I I know. I like your thought experiments. It makes people critically think. I just find it terrifying because I'm realizing that people are stupid. Fair, fair, fair. All right. (laughs) With that, because we're at an hour already. With that, I'm Odin. This is Tear. And join us on our next episode of Winter's Call, where I get to scare the fuck out of everybody. Woo! Ha <laughs> Fuck you! The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Are you listening to me? The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.